goodbye for a wee natter with Jenny and Mark Steele. Ho, ho, ho! On Bow Radio. Hey, up, it's a wee natter. I'm Mark Steele, and across the table from me is... Jenny Steele. And we are joining you on the week that Santa did a tour of the housing estates in his sleigh. He did. Yeah, it was all quite fancy. Mm. Even even the elves tagging along with charity buckets behind them. Yeah. You know, looking for that little bit of shrapnel that you've got in your pocket. Nobody has shrapnel in their pocket nowadays, do they? No, not at all. They didn't, they didn't take card either when I asked when they knocked on the front door. Yeah, they, they looked at me funny when I tried to palm off some euros on them yeah. as well. But personally, you know, I, I quite enjoyed seeing Santa going around the estates. I would love to see the Satan sleigh. Never mind the Santa sleigh. The Satan sleigh, you know, blasting out flames and fireworks yeah. to the sound of Metallica. Or a bit of Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, yeah, I think it'd be fantastic. Mm. <laughs> but uh, on a slightly more normal note, the postbag has arrived, mm. David. Yes, because uh, we're very old-fashioned, and we get we get your communiques on a stamped addressed envelope, which it took me far too long to figure out what one of those was. <laughs> Never done one then. <laughs> you, you, you used to hear it all the time yeah. on TV shows and things. It said, send a stamped addressed envelope and we'll send you something back. Yeah. I, I, it took the me cost so- of a stamp. <laughs> exactly. You stick an envelope that's already got your address on it with a stamp on mm. it. I, I just thought you'd write your address on it and magically make your way back. What happens is Royal Mail turn up with an extra note that says you've got to pay them a quid to get your <laughs> your mail. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't want to be making that stake. But uh, the postback has arrived. And last week we asked about songs and smells that remind you of someone or something. But it doesn't necessarily have to be anyone or anything important. Mm. What have they been saying, Jenny? Well, yet again, I have to say I've left my glasses at home, so bear with me, everyone, bear with me. So what you're going to be doing is that thing where your arm isn't quite long enough as you try to hold it out to read it. I know. First one up, I've got Stephanie Rachel Hepburn. All right. And Stephanie says, My song is The Wee Small Hours of the Morning by Frank Sinatra because it reminds me of late night chats with my dad after he arrived home from his club. Dad used to croon along to Frank Sinatra and this was one of his favourite songs. I'm just imagining, I, I don't know the exact timeline on this because Frank Sinatra is one of those artists that goes across the generations, isn't mm-hmm. it? Right? So I'm imagining he's coming back from type club. That sort of thing. Yes, and then comes in and sticks a bit of Frank Sinatra crooning on. Yeah, you know, good old blue eyes there. Also being in touch, Linda Denny saying, my favourite smell is petrol. Oh, It reminds me of a granddad's garage and petrol station. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just got explosions in my head, sorry. <laughs> we, we've kind of moved on from blowing things up with petrol in this mm. country. We've, we've moved on from that for quite a while. But that's not the only smell that gets her going, gets her memory going. It's also tomatoes from the garden, reminder of her dad. Oh, that's nice. Um, Louise Mallinson also in touch saying, I associate the song, She Thinks My Tractor's Sexy. <laughs> Because it's a Massey Ferguson or a JCB fast track. Oh dear! I, I do. I did go to a semi-rural school for a while. Mm. It's one of those schools that's so small; it's only got like one or two classes. So you've got like people in all the different years, all in one place. Mm. So I went to one. I went to one of those schools, and you know how usually when kids see cars go past and they get excited about, it, oh, that's a whatever it is. That's Vauxhall a yellow motor. car. Exactly. It was tractors <laughs> with them lot. Oh. And you get you get one going past and go, that's a Massey Ferguson. That's a JCB fast track. Oh. I've no idea which ones they are, but that's what you used to say. So maybe it's a bit like that with Kenny Chesney. Uh, but uh, Louise does associate it with driving around America, which is understandable. 
I've got one from Louise as well, Louise Mallison. She's also said, the smell of smoke reminds me of when I was a child and we had a coal fire. Do you know what? That's for me as well. We used to have a coal fire when I was a kid. And when you walk around and you smell the smoke coming from people's chimneys, it does bring back memories. It takes you back to a point in your life. But the, pro- the problem is, it's such a strong smell. It's such an amount of effort to get going. Yeah, you used to use the zip fire lighters and the piece of newspaper in front of the pe- uh, the fire and then the paper would catch fire and you'd be screaming for your mum because the paper's on fire. So you cheated. I, I had to light coal fires with, with a scrunched up piece of newspaper and it, it maybe a bit of kindling well, underneath. we had them as well, yeah. I, I didn't get some fancy fire lighters. Get you, get you being all posh, yeah, aren't you? Zip yeah, zip fire lighters. Uh, <laughs> Samantha Bammer also in touch saying, Slays Merry Christmas, everybody. Always brings back vivid memory of Christmas dinner mm. at my halls of residence in my first year at university. My friends and I were already on the dance floor when it came on when the members of the university rugby club... <laughs> where's this going? We should maybe check these stories before we share them yeah. with you, dear listener. Uh, came over, grabbed us onto... On onto the dance floor they were getting on with a joking kind of dancing rugby scrum. Oh. It was certainly a unique and memorable experience. Sounds great. Teresa, Mary, Max, a oh. smell that takes me back to my childhood is mauled wine my dad used to make. Oh, if we're still on Christmas, <laughs> Chris Curley saying the best smells for nostalgia, pipe tobacco and cat litter. <laughs> cat litter. Now, the reason I'm associating them with Christmas, because at Christmas, you visit family you wouldn't normally see. Mm. And there's reasons you don't see those family. <laughs> yeah. And then the pipe smoke can be among those reasons. The cat litter can be among those reasons mm. as well. Mm. Although he, Chris does stress it is, it is clean cat litter. Clean. I'm, I'm, Very I'm, I'm important. Pleased to hear that. Kate Harding, the smell of wood burning again. Yeah, or cake in the oven really takes her back. Cake in the oven? Cake in the oh, oven. I can't complain about that <laughs> Me one. Me either. Uh, Daniela saying the smell of crackling fire in a wood burn fireplace. The wood burning's really popular, isn't it? Especially as what central heating's been a thing for the last hundred years. <laughs> so how old or how cheap are we all? That's the question. But it brings back memories of when I used to live in a small town in Italy, mm-hmm. which had no source of heating. There there we go, there was no central heating. Yeah. And the only place to stay warm was by the fire state. That's the thing. Your house would be absolutely frozen anywhere that wasn't a fire. Oh, right. We've had one from Hank, and now Hank says the smell of fish soup gives him good memories when my grandma cooked it. Fish soup. Fish soup. Gives oh. me bad memories, Hank, I tell you. The, the smell of fish should never be microwaved. That's the only thing I can say <laughs> yeah. about the smell of fish. Uh, Sam Kellogg saying, my answer to the question is the sound of some of my favourite music. The first two songs I ever remember hearing were Can't Get You Out of My Head by Kylie Minogue mm. and Groove Jet by Sophie Ellis-Bexter. Well, I like them both. I can't complain about either of those. No. Uh, those songs take me back to a time, one of my favourite holidays in Menorca. Ooh. Oh, right. And this kind of music is still very much what I enjoy to this day, plus a much broader range that has branched out from these songs. Excellent. Jane Barrett, thinking about this week's question, she says, one thing that springs to mind is the smell of Christmas cooking. The lovely fruit and spicy smells from the cake, mince pies or Christmas pudding takes her back to helping mum when she was young. She cooked everything herself and the whole house smelt gorgeous. Like my mum and dad, my dad used to make mince pies and it was jam tarts, Cornish pasties and sausage rolls every Christmas Eve and mum would start cooking the turkey oh. from about five o'clock at night. 
The night before. The night before. Because <laughs> it took so long. Yeah. Especially in those old rickety ovens, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fran Booth saying, what takes me back quite a while ago is being in the garden, kitchen windows wide open on a hot day, radio on with cricket commentary from John Arlett, the sound of lever on willow. Ooh, very nice. I, I, would, I would love to say something like that, but I, I never got my head around cricket. It's too complicated. Uh, Fran's also saying, P.S. My dad always smoked a cigar at Christmas and the smile evokes Christmas to me. I still miss it after all these years. Janet Roberts, I love the smell of fresh baked bread. It reminds me when Grandma had a baking day. A, a baking, baking day or a ba- day. baking, not bacon. Ba- no, no, not bake off. <laughs> nah, baking day. Uh, that's not the only topic we've had a feedback on. Uh, one of them was uh, Chris saying, ooh, I bleeping hate that elf when we t- we haven't touched on elf on a shelf and it, it appears we're not the only people that have a problem with elf on a shelf's existence <laughs> so many we, people we may have a solution for this dear listener i'm working on getting a hold of an elf so we can put it through the same misery that we go through <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's legal because it's not a sentient being but, but we're going to double check these things before we kick it off mm. uh, and also being in touch in the slow post, must have gone second class. Oh. Uh, slap at saying something you lo- about something that you both love and hate at the same time. It's rain for me. I do love the sound and the fact that it will green things up, but I hate it also means that events will be cancelled. Too right, and it's lovely to hear from slap ups again. Yes. Where you been, slap ups? I've got one from age. All right, go for it. Yeah. Answer to this week's question again, it's the smell of cooking. Cooking bolognese. It it apparently takes him straight back to the childhood home as dad cooks all his favourite dinners and the feeling of complete happiness that accompanied such a great memory of those wonderful, innocent days. Now, you see, if I was to be taken by smell back to my parents' cooking, <laughs> it would be the smell of the microwave and the smell of burning. I'm sure there was a chap that used to actually do Christmas every day. He'd sit there, we'd watch the telly on re- from a recording. He would sit there and eat oh, the yeah. Christmas dinner. And Is he still going? I don't know, you know. I need to find out, does Mr Christmas still exist? And on that note, you can tell we're getting towards the end of the year, not just because Christmas songs start appearing on the radio, but you also get those Blank of the Year awards announced, don't you? Yes, you you do. As as they look back across the legs of, well, it'll be 2023 this year, wouldn't it? (laughs) And they they look back at it. Uh, Actually, that's got me wondering, Toilet of the Year. Are you aware of this one? I'm not aware of Toilet of the Year, no. Toilet of the Year. So if you go into service stations or public toilets or anything like that, you will find a plaque, well, it's a certificate on the wall, declaring it Toilet of the Year. And it's usually not a year that was close to the one you're currently in. I was going to say, looking around, I don't think any of them have ever been in a bad <laughs> Toilet of the Year. So is there somebody that just goes around, this must be their job, Going around every public toilet in the country and going, well, this one's a three out of ten, and you know the graffiti's just too derivative. Yeah. <laughs> if you, you put like a flower in there, like a carnation, does it get like four out of ten or something? I've no idea. No. Would, would you even want that job going around the country greeting no. toilets? No, God, no. <laughs> Although, let's climbing slightly out of the gutter, dear listener. Um, the word of the year has been announced, mm-hmm. but it turns out there's not one word of the year. There's not two words of the year. There's three words of the year. Is these, are these the sort of words that the youth make up? Well, it, de- it depends who's your where, word of the year you go for. Mm. And word of the year is a surprisingly hard thing to say, dear listener. <laughs> go on, g- give it a shot. Say it right now. Word of the year. Word of the year. It's quite hard, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that should be word of the year. As you trip over saying word of the year. Mm. Maybe that's what it should be. Uh, but Merriam-Webster... 
American Dictionary Firm, they've gone for the word authentic. Authentic? Authentic. That's 2023. It's got to be taking a mickey, that one, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But apparently it's something to do with AI. And people are getting all confused, going, is that authentic or not? So they've decided the word of the year is going to be authentic. Right. And uh, it's all because AI is going to replace us. We're going to be out of jobs. And actually, while we're on that topic, do you think an AI version of this show, this podcast, whatever whatever way you're consuming it, would be better than us doing it right now? Not at all, no. It'd get me completely wrong. Do you really think a computer would get you completely wrong? Yes. Why do you think a computer would get you completely wrong? Because it'd make me sound funny. <laughs> it's just me going, oh, I'm, I'm just boring. So, you know, the computer will do a better job than I will. <laughs> but uh, on that topic, AI is Colin's word of the year, which is another dictionary maker, right? Mm. What? Do, so based on that theme, what do you think Oxford's, as in the Oxford Dictionary's, word of the year is? Kushte. It is not cushy, but thank God you didn't say robots or AI or something like that, because it had nothing to do with that at all whatsoever. But I do have the shortlist of the ones that didn't make it to the top of Oxford's list, right? Okay. Yeah. First one I've got. Let's see let's see if you can figure out what they mean. Beige flag. Beige flag. Beige flag. Beige flag. Mundane. Indeed, a character trait indicates that a partner or a potential partner is boring or lacking originality. So it's, it's kind of like if you go on a date and there's certain things that you'd call red flags. Mm. Like they're insisting that you, you split the bill before you even had anything. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, a beige flag is just, there's nothing wrong, you're just incredibly boring. Appar- right. Apparently that's now the phrase for it. I didn't even know to come up with that. Uh, also on their shortlist, situationship. Situationship, um, something about a relationship that you're could be an issue with the relationship, so you've got some drama going on. Dun dun dun! <laughs> no, it's a romantic or sexual relationship that's oh. not considered to be formal or established. So it's that friends it's, with benefits, yeah, or it's complicated on Facebook. Oh, yeah, it's, it's one of those ones, isn't people it? put that for show. Yeah. It's complicated. Oh, yeah, because you, you you want people to go, is everything all right, hon? Yeah, it's all right, hon. I'm, I'll private message you, hon. <laughs> that kind of stuff. Uh, parasocial? Parasocial. You don't like being social because you're paranoid. Uh, designating a relationship characterised by a one-side, unreciprocated sense of intimacy felt by a viewer, fan or follower. of a... So it's the whole thing of having a crush on David Essex mm. and David Essex doesn't even know who you are. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's, it's taken that long to come up with a word for it. Wow. When was David Essex popular? It's 1970s. 70s. Mm. <laughs> Here we go. It's taken far too long to come up with a word for that one. Uh, heat Dome? Heat Dong. Heat Dome, not Heat Dong. <laughs> what you said, Heat Dong? Heat Dong is something very different. <laughs> and it's now available in the late night bowl radio special. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's not. What is it again? Heat. Heat Dome. Heat Dome. Um, a dome that you go in to have something to eat with. One of these glass fancy domes in a restaurant that's got heat in it. <laughs> Surprise, surprisingly not. No, it's a persistent high-pressure weather system. Oh, right. Yeah. Of course it's, it is. It's a very fancy, complicated technical <laughs> Why would that be a word of the year? Who's, no who's seriously having discussions about heat domes God. all the time? Uh, next one. If you don't get this, I'll be very surprised. Swifty. A quick one. <laughs> It, it is not quickie, no. It is a, an enthusiastic fan of Taylor Swift. Oh, right. Uh, prompt. Prompt. A quick one again. It's quick. An, 
It's, it's to do with artificial intelligence. You you give the artificial intelligence oh, right. a prompt, prompt so that they can then take over your work. Because you, you need to tell them what your work is to be able to take it over. Quite like that idea. They're not actually that clever. <laughs> I could bore you off why AI is absolute nonsense, but we won't get into that. Um, and also de-influencing. So you're not influencing anybody because you're rubbish? No, apparently it means putting people off buying a specific thing. Oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. None of these are the word of the year from Oxford. Right. None of them really describe 2023, to be honest, but none none of them are the word of the year. Word of the year is Riz. Riz? What do you think? As in Riz, those roll-ups, Riz. You went the same place I did. You thought, oh, is, is that short for a Rizzler? Rizzler? And it's just into smoking in 2023 if things got that bad? Uh, no, apparently it means to charm or seduce. So you might use it as, I think I accidentally rizzed a girl at the mall, which... Oh, even hearing it in context sounds like sounds much dirtier than it actually means. Rotten. So is this a word that somebody's made up and they've now decided that it's going to be a word, or what? it's a word that already exists and it's a fantastic word to them and they're going to have it as word of the year? Every word is made up. Somebody made a word up at some point. Even the word ah, somebody had to come up with yeah. that at some point, right? But with word of the year, you're looking back, going, "What was 2023 like?" And we decided Reds is how we describe 2023. Right. <laughs> I don't know how they got to it. But one thing I did learn is 2023 is the year I learned I'm no longer with it, dear listener. Oh. I don't know if you're with it, dear listener, but I am no longer with it. I'm with it. Why are you not with it? And what are you not with? I went straight to Rizzlers. But well, well, I did as well. So I'm not with it either. <laughs> so if, if you had to choose a word of the year for 2023, what, what would you go with, Jenny? Mm, Boat Radio. Boat radio is that that sounds very corporate. Mm. So you just decided you're going to go for the corporate answer there, are you? Gonna go with what can I go with like special J because that's what I am. That's my word of the year. You 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 are going with yourself. Yes, I'm going with myself. <laughs> Me, I I have to go with despair. You know, realizing I don't even know what Riz means, uh, or maybe Wonka. Wonka, it, that's a new film, isn't it? There is a new Wonka movie out. But <laughs> it, to me, it's taken me this long to figure out, because Wonka is a classic character, isn't he? Yes. You know, he's been around for a good while. Mm. Uh, is it just me, or does Wonka sound like a word for getting drunk? You know, yeah. Like, I'm a pure day brilliant, I got totally wonka in the weekend. Oh, are you getting wonka this weekend? Exactly. <laughs> So we're going to open this one up to you, dear listener. What is your word of the year? I should like that one. <laughs> Getting wonked, <good>, man. <laughs> if you've got a better word of the year, I'd love to hear it. Jenny's got something to do with cats, apparently. Well, I have, and you touched on Sooty a couple of minutes ago. Mm-hmm. So I have got, well, it's a kind of a request, but it's a request from the past and I'll, I'll explain that for you. That's very so, Christmassy, that. The, it is. The request of Christmas past, the Christmas, request of Christmas present, and the mm. request of Christmas future. So we're going to be getting, you know, a very electronic version of Slade in the future. Right, I've got to get through this. I'm hoping right. I'm going to get through this one. So I've got to take deep breath, deep breaths. Maybe I should have let you have this read, Mark. Uh-oh. Um, so a few of our listeners on our show on Bow Radio I've come across from Sooty the Solid Radio Cat's Facebook page which is a page I manage and Sooty is our cat isn't she and she's yes. she's very popular on Facebook um, well we've all been in shall I say shock this week regarding our beautiful friend made her trip to Rainbow Bridge which is Felix 
Have you heard of Felix? Felix, the Huddersfield Station Cats. We did an interview with the then station manager, Andy, and Felix a couple of years ago. All right. And basically, when we did this interview, Felix did a little bit of request. The request she requested a very special song, and it is the one that we're going to play for you next. But what I wanted to say, and mm. I hope I can say this, in the words of George, George the Starbridge Station Cat, he said... I can't say it. You don't have to say it, Mark. In the words of George the Starbridge Station Cat, Bing Bong, change here for Rainbow Bridge, where treetos are aplenty and clouds are shaped like cushions. Thanks for all the memories, Felix, and love and cuddles to Bolts. 0800 Heaven. Uh, I don't even know if that's a real phone number or not. And yeah, I don't, it should be, shouldn't it? I, I'm tem- tempted to dial it and not dial it at the same time because <laughs> I, I suspect I'll get this number and you've dialed it's not being recognised. Yeah, yeah. uh, it'd be very embarrassing if I do that at that point, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, on a slightly different topic, I need you to imagine something, dear listener, and you, Jenny, as well. Mm. I need you to imagine you're at the market. Yeah. Somewhere like. I don't know, Mansfield. Just, just picking somewhere. What, normal market or Christmas market? Just just or... a normal market. Yeah. yeah. So you're on this market. What, what are you looking to buy? Uh, I like to look round everything on a market store, really. Cards, gifts, plants, okay. food. So, so you're going around buying all these things. Now let's change it to Christmas. Mm. There's a bit more festive stuff in there. Mm. Um, does that change what you're going there, there to buy? Yeah, I think more like the gift sets. Have a look and see what little um, trinkets, you know, Christmas tree baubles, that sort of thing. Okay, so you're going around buying Christmassy stuff at the market, mm. decorations, chocolate maybe? Yeah, you, chocolate, yeah, festive buy... lattes. Yeah, so if you saw a chocolate stall, you know, you'd go through the market, there's a mm. stall selling chocolate, and it was selling it in anonymous gold wrappers, would you buy it? I don't think I would, no, no. No, no. The reason I ask is exactly that happened. And this is one of these things that's both funny and shouldn't be funny at the same time. <laughs> but it is a local story. We are touching on it, dear listener. Mm. Really asking if some kids got ill from eating chocolate that had been bought just like that. It was an anonymous gold wrapper on a market stall in Mansfield. Wow. And he got, he got ill from it. And I, I, mean, I shouldn't laugh at this, mm. but by ill... We mean the kids were stroking wallpaper. <laughs> wow. We're looking talking like wow. 10, 12 year olds just started yeah. stroking wallpaper, totally zonked out, that sort of experience. Mm. Turns out the police have had a little look into this because, you know, you know when you normally buy your, your Cadbury's chocolate, it's not like that, is it? It's not, no. No. So what's going on? When it's market stall, the police did an investigation mm. and it turns out the chocolate at this market stall, at least at some of the chocolate that was there, had traces of magic mushrooms and cannabis in no. it. No. Now, it's one thing if you're going out your way to get this stuff, right? Mm. If you if you know what you're taking on and you want to go for experience and you're doing it in your own home, fine. It's a completely different... Ten-year-old kids, 12-year-old kids coming across this in a market stall, not great. It's terrible. <laughs> and I, I shouldn't laugh, but, you know, it's, it's just the thought of those kids completely zonked out after eating because it's usually the opposite with chocolate isn't it they're usually off their oh, heads yeah yeah you know completely mad yeah. full of energy but no they were <laughs> completely zonked totally out opposite <laughs> did you have the munchies <laughs> that, that's the funny thing I, they didn't mention whether they had munchies or not <laughs> I, I want to know now as well although could you imagine if you gifted it to your nan for christmas oh. <laughs> 
So not not only did you buy this chocolate, you gifted it to your nan, you know, and she she opens it on Christmas Day, she has a little nibble before Christmas dinner, and then you're just watching the King's speech. It would be absolutely wild. Your nan's just sitting there going, why is a giant talking spider celebrating the work of the armed forces over the last year? We are incredibly close to Christmas now, aren't we? Mm. Only a few short weeks away, which means you will already be preparing the table. Yes. You will already be getting stuff into the cupboard that you're not allowed to touch until you get to Christmas Day. I also spilled out onto the tops of the cupboards now. (laughs) We've got multiple cupboards. I'm I'm slightly worried here because there's only two of us. It's going to be a lot of food. (laughs) Uh, But uh, when you're looking at that table, you want to make sure you've got the best of the best on that table, haven't Mm. you? You want to make sure you're getting the right thing. So you get get the best turkey, you'll get the best veg, you'll get the best mince pies, but you haven't thought about Yule Log, have you? No, no. There are many Yule Log options out there and we're helping you find the best ones. We are. And so, so far, we've been tasting a number of them. Yes. Uh, and the rundown is the starts. Number seven, Bailey's. Six is Sainsbury's, just the normal one. Mm. Uh, five is Asda Extra Special. Four is Cadbury's. Three is Waitrose. Two is Marks and Sparks. And number one at the moment is Tesco Finest. But Jenny has been trying, well, not just one, but two of them this week. One of them <laughs> you did with your colleagues, didn't you? Yes, yes. Shall I want we... to take it out there and see what the people thought. Shall we join you on the road? Yes. It's Jenny still here. I'm here with my work colleagues and we're going to do a Yule log tasting with a difference. My work colleagues are going to help me taste this week's. We've got Taste the Difference and it is a Sainsbury's special. So I've cut everybody a piece. It looks quite nice. It's got that nice dusting on the top, nice and thick, quite nice and firm to cut. So we're going to actually do a little bit of a taster now. I'm just going to go to my colleague Steve. Steve, do you want to have a bite, see what you think? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Tobias' face is quite enjoying this one. Nice and moist. Very nice, nice yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very moist. Nice, nice chocolate. Nice chocolate. Nice thick crunch of the chocolate on top. Would That's you give it like nice. a five out of five or four? Uh, five out of five. Five out of five for that one. It's going to go to my colleague Andy. What we thinking, Andy? Well, I've been gifted the end piece. <laughs> yeah. Um, the chocolate is very nice. Shall we get some of the cake as well? Yeah, it's very nice. Very nice and moist. It looks really nice and rich. Yeah, it is. Mm. It is rich. I don't think you could have a really big piece. No, I could. I go sickly. No, I could. No, Steve could have a big piece. Holmes, who kindly brought these this one in for us to try. Forgot to give you a fork. Sorry, right. Holmes. Right. <laughs> what are we thinking? Is it cracking? Mm. Really nice. Now, are we having a four yeah. or a five out of five? What are we are. What are you thinking? Yeah, I'll give, that, I'll give that a good five. A good five. What about you, Andy? Five, four, out of five? I'm thinking maybe a four, because the, the ratio of actual cake to chocolatey bit in this is not particularly great. There's only a little bit of the cake right at the very end. Right. You might need another piece. Yeah, need another slice to try yeah. it. <laughs> well, we'll see where this one fits when I'll uh, give it a little try myself. I've got to get myself a fork as well. Yeah, this one's really nice. It's really nice and moist, and they say it's a bit of a crunchy chocolate going on. We'll quite like this one. Find out later where it where it stands. But we are in later now. We are. We are in later. So that was which one was it you were trying there? That was Sainsbury's. Sainsbury's fancy one. It's the fancy one. Yes. Sainsbury's fancy one. Right. Okay. So what did you end up going for there? 
we all decided that it was going to be in first place. So it's knocked Tesco's off the top spot. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. So now. we've now got a new leader. Mm. But that's not the only Yule Log we're campaigning because we're getting so no. close to Christmas now. What is the other option you're looking well, at? Well, I managed to get the... It's called... It's the Morrison's brand and it's the best hand-rolled chocolate fudge Yule Log. Oh, very it, nice. It looks gorgeous. It's basically got the gold dusting on top, but it's got like gold chocolate you know where they like roll chocolate into mm. flakes little rolls it's got that on it so it's got like gold dusting of chocolate flakes on the top of it smells divine i've already cut a piece and it cooks really nice it's chunky Ooh, so chunky. it is really nice so i'm gonna have a little bit of a taste just to see what i think of this one let's have a go yeah it's really nice it's nice and creamy but at the minute, I've got to be honest, I don't think it's beating the Sainsbury's one. So where do you put it on the list? It's got to go somewhere. Where are you going to put it? I'm going to put this one in third place. Third place? Yes. Okay, so the current rankings, we've got Bailey's, then we've got Sainsbury's, and then Asda Extra Special, Cabri's, Waitrose, Marks and Spencer's, then your top three are Morrison's Extra Fancy One, Tesco Finest, and then Sainsbury's Fancy One as well. So, if you're looking for the best Yule Log to stick on your Christmas table at the moment, it has got to be Sainsbury's, Sainsbury's. whatever their fancy Extra Special one's called. <laughs> I was digging through mm. uh, my old computer files the other day, right? Am I the only person that does this? I think you are. You find your old computer files. Mm. Do it Some of them go back to the turn of the millennium. Oh, wow. Which makes, makes them sound much older than they are. You know, like the files from the ancients of Egypt or something like that. Mm. Uh, but the millennium only changed 20-odd years ago, which is not that long ago. It's 20-odd wow. years ago, though. years. Yeah, so it's, it's our early 2000s, some of these Already? files. But amongst the relics... Mm. I found an old quiz I wrote. Ah. Right? The best I can date it is 2012. Yeah. Because apparently that's when Google Docs changed the format of it. Right. So I'm assuming it's even older than that. So it goes back to at least 2012. Mm. And it was 100 questions. Mm. And it's this wonderful concept. It was going to do on a radio show a very long time ago where uh, there'd be 100 questions. And admittedly, I nicked this from someone else. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it was going to be 100 questions. And the idea is that you call in, answer as many as you can, and you stop when you get a wrong answer. Right. So we start on question one, we work wrong, and then the next person takes over from that question. And the idea is that a person that win, get, answers question 100 correctly wins a prize. So you can answer as little as one correct answer, and you get you the prize at the end prize, of it. Yeah. yeah, you see, quite clever, isn't it? Mm. Uh, I've ordered some mugs. Yes. Uh, which are not ones that I've scribbled on. No, they're really cool ones, aren't they? Yeah, but I can't promise them yet because they haven't turned up. So I haven't got a prize, but I thought we'd have a look at at least some of the questions, right? Mm. <laughs> but So let's start with question one, just for fun. Oh, see no. if you can figure this out, dear listener. Admittedly, <laughs> <laughs> this is going back to the 2010s, so some of the questions might be a bit, a bit out of date now. Uh, but question one, in total... How many people have walked on the moon? You don't have an answer to that one, do you? No. Yeah, do you have an answer to that one, dear listener? There's only one way to find out. We'll give you the answer in a few moments. But I have come to the realisation that this quiz is a little bit old and some mm. of the questions weren't written yesterday. <laughs> um, so I'm not going with that one. Is that what you're saying? Well, that, that question hasn't changed the answer because the answer 
arrived in 1970-something and it hasn't changed since then. Yeah. But there are, I, I did have a quick flick through some of the questions that will be coming up in future episodes, right? Some of them mentioned the Queen and oh, what she's right. been getting at. You know, getting something from the Queen. And unless zombies are a thing, are zombies a thing? Only in... What's that game? Zombies... Zombies. What's it called? Plants versus Plants versus Zombies. That's it. There are many zombie games. There are many <laughs> zombie films. I might have to update some of the questions. We'll see what happens when we get here. But if you think you can answer that question, we'd love to hear from you. We're running an old quiz that I wrote me. Well, it's decades ago now, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And that's based on the last date that Google Docs messed around with it. So it could be even older than that. <laughs> but the question we've been asking you, in total, how many people have walked on the moon? Uh, I think, Jenny, you, you had a guess yourself, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I was only going to say like a couple, but... One of my uh, friends has just messaged me in and uh, Cheryl Warner's guessed 24. So I've had a guess of two and a guess of 24. And then somebody else has just uh, messaged and thought it was only Louis Louis Armstrong. I've had all the time. Have I said that right? Louis Armstrong. Louis Armstrong. He, he, all the, he was the one of, uh, all the time in the world. So what he was the one of the trumpet, wasn't he? <laughs> Is Neil Armstrong? Neil is the one Armstrong. Wanted. Neil Armstrong. Oh. So it was at least one, but it's not one. It's not two, and it's not twenty-four. <laughs> You'll find out what the answer is in just a moment. It is a wee answer on Ball Radio, where we are doing my ancient quiz. Hmm. Because that's what we do. We bring my ancient quiz to life. So was it Louis Armstrong then? It was not Louis Armstrong. <laughs> that, that's the sort of mistake I make where I get names muddled up and whatnot. I, I totally see how you ended up on that answer. But Louis Armstrong was the one with the trumpet. He was, yeah. And Neil Armstrong was the one that went to the moon. Yes. They were both, both were in the same sort of era, though, weren't they? Yeah. There was a bit of crossover. Mm. But uh, no, they, they were different people. So the, the answer... Mm. We've not had the correct answer. We yet. haven't yet, no. But I do have to tell you the correct answer. It is 12. 12? I'd never have guessed that. So there was two permission for mm. Apollo 11 through Apollo 17, mm. but we were talking about getting on the moon, so Apollo 13 didn't count. Right. Because they didn't make it to the moon. They made it back home safely, which is good news, but they didn't make it onto the moon. So a grand total of 12 people have walked on the moon. And even all these years later, because the 1970s, early 1970s wasn't yesterday, was it? No. We still haven't got back to the moon yet. A sting. Are we counting sting in that? Are we counting sting? We're walking on the moon. <laughs> I see where you're coming from. <laughs> Talking about Santa's if he's coming, like some sort of stalker. Woo-hoo. Santa's coming for us, he'll hunt you down. He will find you. And he'll give you presents. <laughs> Although if we're talking about Santa being creepy, is it only me that thinks a grotto sounds creepy? Come see Santa in his grotto, it sounds kids. Sounds horrible, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a grotto. I, I know it's a word that's supposed to enjoy, enjoy, invoke fun and joy in kids, but the word grotto sounds grotty to me. It does to me. <laughs> and while we're in that festive mood, Jenny has got her mind on presents, dear listener. Yeah, I'm just thinking back to naff Christmas presents. I mean, All right. what could be naff to me? In might not necessarily be naff to you, but mm. you know, like as a kid, and your aunts or your grandma always brought you well, not me, but like my brothers always used mm. to get something like brute or old spice, you know. And I think what is today's modern equivalent? Is it something like a Lynx set or something? It wouldn't be Lynx. It would be, it would specifically, which is a horrible <laughs> word to say, it would specifically be Lynx Africa, which <laughs> yeah. in, invokes. 
the smell and the vision of a teenage locker room. That, that's what I associate with Lynx Africa, because it was always overloaded. Somebody was spraying too much of it on when they were getting ready in the, in the locker room at school. Do you think or, you prefer boot, uh, Brute, then? Brute. Brute. Brute just reminds me of my granddad. Is it the one where, <laughs> is it Henry Coop? Or is it the one that says, yeah, 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 splash it all over? Who was that? I think that was Brute. Yeah, I, I can't think, think who I, was it that was saying it. I, I can't think either, but it, it, Brute just makes me think old-fashioned. Yeah, it does for me. Yeah. And thinking about, as I say, naff gifts, mm-hmm. we've got a secret Santa coming up at work. Oh. I know. Collies, beware, I'm really no good at a poker face. But it takes me back to a couple of secret Santas we've had in the past. <gasps> and uh, honest to God, one of them... When we, we, we opened them, we opened the present, and I looked, and you know what? Sometimes you think you've thought it in your head, and you haven't. You've, you've basically said it out loud. Yeah. Have you ever done that? So I unwrapped this thing, and it looked to me like a, a wire coat hanger, a little hook thing. I thought, so I actually said, what, what am I supposed to be doing with it? <laughs> So, so you're opening your secret Santa gift. You've mm. got you're trying to do a full poker face. You're, mm. you know, very stern, very serious. Mm. And then you open what was it, a hanger? Well, it looked like a coat hanger. It was like a it, it was made out of coat hanger material. It was like a hook, a circle, almost like a polo <laughs> with a hook on the end. So at that point, you're you you're you're trying to say out loud, it's a fantastic gift. But what really comes out of your mouth is, I'm going to hunt you down oh. to the end of the afternoon. I'm going to kill you for this, son. It was, so I asked, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> and then the person obviously had got it said, well, apparently what you do is you're supposed to hook it onto the edge of your bath and you put your wine glass in. Oh. Thinking I go, oh, that's a mess. So I looked. So I thought, I said, well, I don't drink wine in the bath. Maybe you need to try drinking wine in the bath. So then there was another lady in the room. She was our local Avon rep. She said to me, and I'll tell you what, the swap was done before she'd even finished a sentence. Actually, I do. If we swap presents, I can let you choose five Avon samples. She didn't even get to, to finish <laughs> it off. I was there. It was in her hand. I was choosing my five samples. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. I've had an ironing board cover. I've not even got an ironing board. And I've had a mug with a pig on that says, love me, I ham what I ham. Now, I don't know if people think I've got an issue with my weight at that time. I'm not sure. But you know what I mean? I'm like... Hmm. Well, I, I could see if the mug said, hey, fatty, boom, boom. <laughs> but then a picture of a pig on. I would understand that. But a picture, picture of a pig could be funny. It could be Peppa Pig in a roasting tin or something like that. Well, you know, you know. That, would, that would be funny. <laughs> it depends what the picture of the pig is. And it depends what I am, what I am. I, I can imagine that coming out of that pig in Toy Story. I don't know why I take part in Secret Santa, you know, deep down. Because <laughs> the thing about Secret Santa is it's <laughs> always be fun. It's always supposed to be a, a naff wee gift, isn't yeah. it? It's always got to be a bit of fun. Mm. But I get the impression you want a serious, yeah. well thought yeah. about gift. if you don't know me, chocolate, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> I, I like to put a bit of thought in and get something, yeah, try and keep within the price range, but something you know somebody's going to like, not something that as soon as you get home is going to just get lobbed in the bin. Well, you say that, but what generally happens with Secret Santa, in my, my experience, is that you will receive a gift as a Secret Santa. Mm. You go, oh, that's very nice, thank you. You know enough about it. I've not even got a garden. Why did you give me gardening shears? Um, <laughs> but you don't say that better out loud. That's said in your head. But you put a smiley face on and say, thank you. Well thought out gift. Then when the next secret Santa comes along, you give that gift to the next person. You have no idea if they've gardener at all. At all. No, no idea if they've got any interest in it whatsoever. You just re-gift it on. And I, I, I suspect mm. that there has been an original set 
of Secret Santa gifts that have been doing the rotation since about 1954. Yeah. They're still going around the loop. They probably uh, are. You know, Cheryl Warner just asked me how much is the budget for our Secret Santa. Oh, it's right. £5, Cheryl. £5. Oh, that's going to that's be a tacky wee funny gift or something. That, that's not going to be anything serious for that money. Important information I have been Googling on the internet, mm-hmm. and apparently it's Henry Cooper was the person you're thinking of for Brute. Yeah, he was he the boxer? He was the boxer, boxer. yes. Mm. I'm seeing lots of pictures of him boxing, so either he did it a lot <laughs> for charity or he was actually a boxer. Yeah. It's one of the two. But on a slightly different topic, are you up for... I know we did a little quiz earlier, but you up for another little one? Oh, might be. Is it hard or...? Oh, this is much easier. Good. I've got something you could find in your garden. What is it? Grass. Grass? Nope. Roses? No. Soil? No. Stones? Fence? Hedge? I've got, on this piece of paper, the word ornament. Ornament? Yeah, I've got some of them. Ornament, yeah. Good to hear. How about an ornament? And this is a a very specific ornament that's red, cylindrical, and got a pointy top on it. Mm. What would you say about an ornament that looked like that? I don't know. You're not convinced? No. Uh, yeah, if you're struggling to imagine it, imagine one of those old World War II shells or bombs that people dig up in their garden every other week. <laughs> you, you know what those look You've like? You've got one of them then, have you? Well, one was found in Milford Haven recently, which shouldn't really be news because it is the sort of thing that happens every other week, isn't it? Well, so, yeah, you know. So somebody's digging in their garden, they find a bit of World War II bomb edge, the, the bomb squad come out, they deal with it, and that's mm. what happens, and the neighbour's windows get blasted in. That's, that is usually what goes down. And until you learn that this old couple, they, they found this in their garden mm-hmm. and they, they painted it and put it in an arm. They thought it was a dud. So they had just had it sitting in the rose bed next to, you know, next to the flowers. You Did know. they paint like a smiley face on it and everything? And- I, I don't think they went to the, to the point of being a smiley face on it. But they just had it sitting next to the pansies. Just thought, you know, yeah, it's, it's a nice little garden ornament. Dig it, didn't twig it was alive. Wow. Despite the fact it weighed 64 pounds. Crikey. You would have thought if it was empty, that would make sense. 60. Yeah. 64. You have to seriously lift 64 pounds. It's not, oh, you can just throw that around mm. weight, is it? No. It would certainly make for a very spicy bonfire night, wouldn't it? Oh, it that, would. That thing going up. You know, your 20 quid pack of fireworks. Yeah. That's not going to blow your neighbour's windows in. But that, this little bomb that you didn't realise was a bomb, that definitely oh, will. Oh, will, flashing your sparklers around it. <laughs> And that's about it from us for this fine episode. It's come really fast. Yes. So, a couple of things we'd love you to do, dear listener. If you are enjoying this fine thing on demand, so you can get it on video on YouTube or you can get it on podcasts, whichever way you're acquiring it, there will be a subscribe button. Remember to hit that button. And then some magic occurs, right? It is proper magic. Uh, because every time a new episode is released, it disseminates straight down into your lug holes and straight into your ear holes as well. If instead you prefer to stick with Bo Radio and enjoy it live, then 7 o'clock on a Sunday night is the time to join us, isn't it? It is. 